everyone and welcome back to the One Globe 360 podcast. Today is episode 8 of my Creator Now season 2 podcast series and I'm so excited to be joined by Michael all the way from the US. Michael has two channels. He made his first main channel when he was 8 years old and he started posting Lego videos. He's posted consistently on and off since then with all sorts of videos and now his channel is set on lifestyle content, story driven videos. His second channel is Nothing Outside, a podcast he started in early 2021 with two strangers he met online from his university, where they show the importance of conversation through a variety of topics. And we connected through the Creator Now YouTube course run by Eric, who is one of YouTube's biggest growing creators. And we're going to be talking all about why we are chasing our dreams and decided to become a part of the Creator Now community, what travel means to us, tips for starting a YouTube channel, the world of content creators and how we think it will evolve, as well as the importance of mental health. So Michael, thank you so much for coming on today's podcast episode. How are you doing? Good, how are you? Thank you for having me. I'm excited. And episode eight, it sounds like a good number. So yeah, I'm sure this will be a good episode. Yeah, definitely. Just a massive thank you for your time. And it's going to be yeah, awesome just to hear your insight. Obviously, you're an OG. We were both in season one. Um, and obviously, you won a very big award in season one. So we'll go and talk on about a bit about that later. Um, but I first wanted to ask, you know, what are your dreams and ambitions? And why did you choose Creator Now to help you follow your dreams? Um, for the past a few months, probably seven months now, I've been saying my life goal is to impact millions of people positively through the creations I make. Um, so whether the creations be videos or music or art or whatever I continue to pursue, that's my goal in life. And right now I'm focusing on YouTube. So I saw Creator Now open up through because I watched Eric, of course, like a lot of other people. And I thought um, I was really debating it, but I thought, why not just shoot the $200 that it costed? Because at the worst, I'll spend $200 and it wouldn't be great at the best. Um, it could open up plenty of opportunities like it has so far, like this one. Yeah, amazing. I mean, just looking back to, to season one, all the collaborations you did with fellow, you know, fellow members in, in the program and podcasts and just even the community that we've got on Creator Now, the opportunities that it's opened up for everyone, really, I think is just amazing. And in terms of what you were hoping to get out of Creator Now, I know obviously we're we're both in season two now, so in terms of, we'll take it back to when you first joined season one, what were you initially hoping to get out of the program? Was it the, the community side of it? Was it growth on YouTube? Was it top tips about editing and like the algorithm? Well, what was it for you that stood out? Um, when they first announced it and when I first hit pay, pay now, I was coming for, um, what's it called, for growth on YouTube, as I'm sure a lot of people were in season one but I definitely stayed for the community. I remember on the first day that the servers opened up where we all chat and stuff on Geneva, I was just blown away. And that day I knew that it was gonna be a grind and that it was gonna be so many opportunities for a community rather than just growing on YouTube. And you mentioned the importance of the community. And I just wanted to, to talk about the global community that we have within Creator Now. You know, there are people from all across Europe, all across the US. I think there was, there's someone in South Africa. I think in season one, there was someone from New Zealand. You know, how important has that been for you to be able to connect with people on a global scale? Yeah, it definitely gives me perspective on other places in the life and social media, but not only the aspect on technology, like connecting over technology, 
but I can literally go to most places in the world and in the U.S. and have like a place to stay, people to see. Like I got to go down to Florida and I met Tyler and Manuel and they opened their house to me. And then we drove down to South Florida. His mom opened his her house to me. So I got to stay there. So I could go to, yeah, it's really opened up a lot of opportunities for traveling and it's really awesome. And in terms of, I guess that links on to, to travel, which is a big part of my podcast. So you've talked about the opportunities you've had so far within the Creating Our program to do more traveling within the US. But I wanted to ask just generally, you know, is travel a big part of your life? And have you traveled much before? Dude, it's the it's one of the biggest parts of my life. So I got to travel a lot as a kid around Europe. I don't remember much of it because I was only like two or three. But I was born in Italy, in Sicily, and then I know I got to travel a lot there, but I don't remember it. But growing up, I did get to travel a lot around the U.S. I did a lot of vacations to like different um, countries in the, what's it called, in the Caribbean on cruises, got to go to Disney a lot. That was a, those were big parts of my childhood and traveling in general with my family. And I was really fortunate enough to be able to have those experiences. I also got to travel to Spain, like you're in right now, but I went to Madrid and I've gotten connections there. Traveling really does, it opens up so many doors and just connections and just perspective on life. Because as you grow up, you're forced to, not you're not forced, but you grow up in a point of view that you're just growing up with. So you only see one side of the spectrum, but as you travel and open more doors, you get to see what's really out there. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. For me, travel has opened up so many opportunities, you know, even just, you know, being able to travel here to Barcelona that I'm, you know, I'm here for the next three months, three months and creating videos here and obviously recording podcasts from here as well. Um, so yeah, just generally travel has opened up so many doors for me and I've made some, you know, lifelong friends from all around the world as, as you have from Creator Now, I'm sure, you know, you mentioned Tyler and Manuel, I'm sure you'll be friends for life, you know, and that was from the Creator Now program, which is, which is amazing. And I guess going back to travel again, what would you say is your favorite part of traveling? If you had to pick one, is it the people? Is it the culture, the food? If you could just nail down one particular highlight of traveling, what would it be? Lately, it's been the scenery. Um, I really appreciate the visuals that I see and the different places. I think overall, it would be the people. Like on cruises, I got to meet so many people. I got to connect with so many people on when I went to Spain, it was actually a student cultural exchange with my high school. So I got to connect with so many people. Those will definitely be lifelong friends. And just the amount of um, friendship that was made on those trips were so valuable to me. And those experiences can't be anything, anything that's happened in my life. And you've mentioned that you you have done quite a lot of traveling before in the past. Have you got a, a particular standout memory from your previous travels? Hmm. Standout memory. Tough question. I'm sure you've got quite a few. But if you've got one that stands out, when if someone said to you, someone said to you, standout memory from traveling, what's the first thing that comes to your to your mind? Um, definitely one of the times on the cruises. Um, so when you go on a cruise, you typically meet other kids your age as a teenager. Definitely those times when we had those deep conversations. And just, yeah, I got to meet, you like basically make a whole friend group within the week or there. And I definitely got to have some deep conversations and have like just under the stars, you're out in the middle of nowhere with people you just met. And definitely the bond 
that I've created on, on one of the cruises. Amazing. And in terms of plans for future travels, I know obviously we're still kind of in the pandemic. I know a lot of countries, especially the US, are opening up now. But if you had to pick, let's say, five countries that are on your bucket list, what would you say? Definitely want to go back to Italy because I need to refresh my memory there. Um, so Italy, maybe back to Spain. Um, the UK, for sure. I really want to go there. Two other ones. Um, the Philippines, I went there once when I was like 10. That's my that's where my family's from. So it'd be great to see my grandparents that live there that I haven't seen in a while. And a random, what's a, I like the idea of traveling to those not mainstream countries that you see people traveling to. Yeah. I think one would be maybe like the Netherlands. Like yeah. I don't really see a lot of people traveling there. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. Yeah. I think there's just, each country offers something slightly different, doesn't it? And I think a country like the Netherlands offers that opportunity to maybe go to the to a country where it's not full of tourists and you get like a really sort of unique experience. Whereas I guess going somewhere like Spain, for example, is it's quite popular with tourists. So I guess you get that different, you know, balance in terms of, what a country offers and that's what I love that's why I love traveling so much is each country is so different to to the UK for example you know where I live and for me that's the best part you know experiencing different things and understanding different ways of life and different cultures and of course the food is an added bonus I'm quite a big foodie as well so especially being here in Barcelona um, I'm absolutely loving the food um, so that's a big a big thing for me um, but we'll, we'll move on from travel now and I wanted to talk to you a lot about YouTube obviously you know the main reason we have connected through the Creator Now program is because of YouTube so I wanted to firstly ask you know what inspires you to create content and make videos on YouTube and also an added part to that question who do you watch on YouTube that you take particular inspiration from? Lately I've been watching lots of ERAC um, last year I got into Logan Paul through his Impulsive show and then I leaned into his vlogs Mike Malak and George Jenko from Logan Paul, of course. Um, that's about it. I don't watch too many different creators. I got into Yes Theory recently. I did it. I don't know how I never knew of them before Creator Now, but once I met Zach Conovar, then I got into Yes Theory. So yeah, I don't watch too many people. There are times where I watch other people, like Swoozy is a really OG YouTuber, cartoons and stuff. Um, the reason I create is it really hits when you put something out there and it provokes an emotion in the audience and it's perceived um, in the way you intended it to be. So like if I put out something and I really want it to hit hard about the end of 2020 and how hard of a year it's been and people show that emotion and it's perceived in the right way, it really feels good that me as the artist, as the craft crafter of the video, it's, it works. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I, feel, I, I feel the same with my YouTube. I think it's when you put something out and it gets received in a certain way and it makes it all worth it, right? Worth the hours of editing, worth the, the sometimes creative difficulties with storytelling. I know we talk about storytelling a lot within Creator Now and the, you know, the, especially when we had the, the workshop with Hayden, he always emphasizes storytelling. And I think that's something that is quite difficult to achieve as a, as a creator um, but when you do it can be so rewarding when people appreciate that storytelling and they've really understood the story behind the video so I really resonate with, with what you said there and in terms of advice so I asked this question to everyone on the podcast and it's so interesting because I get a complete range of answers but what advice would you give to someone just starting out on YouTube with zero subscribers 
Um, basically, just especially now, now that YouTube is more saturated than it was before, than when I was starting, and I'm sure a lot of other people, like you can't care about what people say because things like in the artistry world, whether it's like making music for the first time or something, when you as like a normal human being, average dude, um, put out something like that, whether it's a YouTube video or music, it's going to be perceived as cringy to your friends and people are going to make fun of it because it's not official yet. So you just got to not care about those opinions because once, once you keep doing it and as long as you're having fun with it, then it's going to become more and more um, respected from other people. Yeah, definitely. I think especially sort of starting out on YouTube, it's quite easy to be influenced by other people's opinions on the content you're creating. But if you like it enough and you enjoy doing it enough, I think it's just trying to overcome, like you said, overcoming the comments or potential criticism and um, sticking with it. And then obviously when you grow and grow, I guess then people will be like, oh, okay, like you are like actually good at this. Like this is cool content, you know, and like it sort of flips the other way, which is really nice. But yeah, I think that's, that's, yeah, I think that's great advice, just sticking with it and not letting people's opinions sort of dictate the content you make or make you think, oh, I don't know if this is for me. If you want it, go for it. I think, yeah, that's fantastic. And in terms of success on YouTube, two parts of this question. First question, what what is success to you on YouTube? And second question, what do you think you have to do to be successful on YouTube? Is it a bit of luck? Is it being consistent? Is it being creative? Is it collaborating? What for you would you say brings success success for me on youtube i'd say i'd be successful on youtube when that's all i'm able to that's i can i can um what's how can i say this i i'd say i'm successful on youtube once it's the only thing i can do like when it's full time i don't have to worry about work or school when i can do this and focus all my energy and all my effort into this craft that I'm trying to do and build an audience and um, continue to relate to my audience. I think that's when I'm successful and continuing to impact so many people. And to do that, I think it's just um, a, a combination of luck and preparation. And that's when opportunities created. There's plenty, there's been plenty, a few times this past summer when I meet with a higher up or something and they ask about the channel and I don't have like loads of video, loads of good video because I wasn't prepared in doing so the past few years. And I think that that's like a missed opportunity that on my part. So definitely preparing yourself for any situation. Cause if you don't, if you, if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I definitely think preparation on YouTube is key, isn't it? I think it's something I've learned a lot recently is, actually planning out a video, preparing, thinking actually, what is the message in this video? I don't want to just film something for the sake of it. What What's the actual message behind it? What am I, what, what value am I giving to a potential viewer? I think that's something that Creator Now has really helped me identify is what value am I giving? People aren't going to watch my videos if I'm not providing some sort of value. So I think that comes from preparation. Um, so yeah, I really agree with, with what you've said. And I guess we'll move on now to to the sort of the world of content creation and we I mean I'm sure we could talk about this for hours because there's so much to it but as a creator now you don't just press the upload button on YouTube there's a whole world of opportunity that has come from being a creator you know even 
if we look at NFTs or, you know, Pokemon cards with Logan Paul and the YouTube and TikTok boxing events. Talk to me about how you feel about being a creator, you know, nowadays and the opportunities that have come because of being a creator. Yeah, definitely. Because I've been on YouTube and watching YouTube ever since it started. So it's definitely changed a lot in the aspect of like someone's synergy map, which is the different outsources and outreach you have on your audience and and monetization purposes. Like before you just, people would just make a good video, upload it, and that's it. And they build their audience through that. But now as people are gaining an art on now, as people are getting an audience and growing that audience, they're definitely outreaching to different brands and businesses more than just merchandise, but to like coffee brands and um, NFTs and so many other stuff. So I think if you want to, if you want to make a lot of money on YouTube as a business and think of it as, from a business perspective, there's so much opportunity and there's so much more money that's going to be put into it. Because if you think about it, we're really at the beginning of this whole um, content social media era. It kind of just started and I'm sure there's years and years to come and it's only going to get bigger from here. Yeah, definitely. I think it's a very exciting time to be a creator, isn't it? With like the world of opportunity um, that there is. And even like the Creator Now program, for example, that's a key example of like an opportunity that's come from YouTube uh, and there's two things I wanted just to, to ask before we, we go on to mental health about the, your experience with Creator Now. The first one being your experience meeting Eric at the Logan Paul Floyd Mayweather uh, boxing match and also your award that you won from season one. Um, yeah, talk to me first about the boxing match and meeting Eric and what that was like. Yeah, those, those three days were definitely the craziest days of my life. I don't think I've ever felt the feeling I felt especially on the fight day. So basically um, through Creator Now, I kind of had a feeling at the start of Creator Now that I'd be able to manifest that. So I flew to I flew down to Florida to Orlando to meet up with Tyler and Manuel. That was the second time meeting them. Um, I stayed at Tyler's house. Then I texted them. I was like, guys, we should go to this fight. We should go to the fight. They were like, um, why? I don't, I don't think we could even make a video. Everyone's making and sneaking in videos. I don't want to do that. What video would we make there? I told them it wouldn't be about the video. We can make a video, sure, if you want to, but it wouldn't even be about that. It'd just be an opportunity to network with other people. Because if we're down there in the creator, while Creator Now is happening, there's an, why wouldn't they meet up with us, right? So I bought my ticket. I don't travel that much on my own. That was probably, that was the first time flying alone. So that was like out of my comfort zone already. So flying down there, I got there. We drove down to Miami and we still, it was the day before we still didn't know that we were meeting up with him because it wasn't confirmed. We kind of just hoped that we'd see him. And then I get a DM from Hayden, which is Eric's producer. He's like, yo, you're going to the fight, right? I'm trying to get a group of people to um to meet up with eric and i was like oh my gosh i knew this because i put that out there if i didn't put me going to the fight out there in, in like geneva and stuff he probably wouldn't have reached out to me and say that so yeah we got to meet with him in the morning um i got in a portion of his video about creator now in the sneaking into logan paul mayweather fight so that was cool. We got to hang out for like two hours talking YouTube and stuff, kind of just hanging out. 
And then we saw them, we kind of helped them throughout the day. We, um, as they were sneaking in, we were getting footage from them. We had their, we were con in contact with Mac. They were like calling us. They're like, yo, we got onto ground level. Uh, it was really cool seeing the video that everyone loves, the sneaking in videos. It was really cool seeing it unfold and how it actually is rather than what they put out. Because there's so many different story tangents in real life that they had to cut out for the video purpose. But yeah, it was really cool. Like at one point we had their rental car keys because Tyler had to go get batteries for Mac's camera and stuff. And it was really cool. So after that, we got to hang out with um, Eric and the team. And we saw the guys with the Band-Aid, the big Band-Aid. We saw them. And yeah, Eric was like, yo, what are you guys doing tomorrow um, to me, Tyler and Manuel? And he was like, yo, if you want to come over to the hotel again, we can talk analytics. And the next night, he just blew our minds. We were in a conference room from like 8 p.m. till midnight just talking about YouTube and Creator Now. And we were just being exploded with information. And I remember walking out of that after fight night and walking out after, walking out of that conference room the next day, my mind was just like, what just happened? I just, I was just in shock and I've never felt that before. And it wasn't even cause I was starstruck cause I don't remember being starstruck, but it was more so just, what is happening? Like I just joined this creator course, almost not joining it. And now I'm like sitting here with them. And it was crazy. It was so crazy. It's really interesting because I had Tyler on the podcast last week as well. And I heard his, his story of it. And like you both speak in such a like, oh my goodness, that was just insane. Like that was the overwhelming emotion from both of you that I've got a sense of that it was just, you took the opportunity and it worked. Like you sensed there was an opportunity there and from it, you got the biggest opportunity in, in speaking to Eric for like was it like four hours all about YouTube and, you know, picking his brain in terms of like analytics and, and I'm sure amongst many other things as well. So it just shows if you put yourself out there, it opens opens doors. And I know you've got like a really good you know relationship with, with Eric now and he awarded you one of the awards for the, the season one of Creator Now. Talk to us about about that and and yeah, how that's been and the prize that you got from it. Yeah. Before I go into that, some, something I like you, that you said, putting yourself out there, some, my main philosophy now is if you stay inside your home or inside your room, nothing can happen to you, right? But if you go out there, there's opportunities for good and bad to happen to you. So it's just a matter of taking that risk of putting yourself outside that house and maybe some good things can happen to you. So that definitely transitioned into me winning this award of most improved player that was really cool. If you saw on the recording or on the Zoom call, I did not expect it at all. I was like, what the heck? So yeah, I got that. Um, I was awarded a Sony A7C camera. I still haven't gotten it yet. Eric, if you're watching this, like, what's good? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was really cool. Um, I was about to buy a camera before that, but they were like, nope, you got one. Um, so that was really cool. It was really cool put um, seeing my hard work um, be put out into like a tangible winning item, I guess, or a title, whatever it is. So yeah, I haven't really won anything big like that before. So that was cool. That was really cool. And I, I was just happy. Yeah, <laughs> I bet. That's amazing. And 
obviously now like we're both a community like a community lead in the group so we're, we've, we're taking on like a bigger role in season two of creator now how's that been for you taking on more you know more of a responsibility within the program it's been cool i feel i haven't seen too much of a difference like i don't think the title has made a difference and i don't expect it to um it's been it's been the same for me just doing my thing um helping out others it seems a little quieter this season we're talking about that with kate maybe that's a good thing maybe that's a bad thing but um yeah the community lead chat is def definitely cool because you have a group chat with all the all the smartest people and the cool people not 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 to say that anyone else isn't cool for not being in there everyone's cool and creator now for sure but yeah definitely hand-picked people um it's cool talking to them yeah again it just shows an opportunity that's come from creator now and i know you met up with zach as well i believe you've met up with with our manager yeah. and kate as well how was that you know because zach is the manager of of yesterday as well one of one of if not my favorite you know youtube channels um and kate obviously taking like a big role within the program how was that again to meet you know people who are a big part of Airac's journey on on youtube but also for creator now as well all right i'm gonna tell you a secret on here i'm gonna tell you a secret i haven't said this yet i haven't even said this on my own podcast yet because i wasn't gonna save it but so I was on a vacation with my parents to California. We went to San Francisco, then flew from there to Las Vegas. And then our tickets had us going back. Um, I remember in our first community ch lead chat or a video conference call, um, Zach was like, yo, who's in LA next week? Just, I'm just curious. I was still here and my vacation was next week. I was like, oh yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> I wasn't going to be there. I had no intentions of going to LA. So I posted on my story. I knew he, he followed me on Instagram. And that weekend or that week, I posted on my story. Um, Yo, I'm going to San Francisco, LA and um, Las Vegas. Who Who's going to be there and wants to hang out? And knowing that it was directed towards him because I wanted to hang out. I wanted to like meet him. And he swiped up. He was like, me? I was like, Oh, oh, so I bought a round trip ticket from Las Vegas for literally 24 hours. I flew in there at like 9 p.m. and came back at 9 p.m. Um, to Las Vegas. And yeah, I met with Zach. I literally flew there, spent my money on a plane ticket and a hotel room for a night just to have lunch with him. And yeah, it wasn't anything like informational. It was more just literally us hanging out. We were hanging out with him, Kate and Jake Hingo from junk tramp so yeah it was fun we were just hanging out and it was definitely worth the risk i'm, I'm glad so yeah i think that's just a funny thing that i did <laughs> amazing it shows that you're so passionate about take you know taking these opportunities you're you know it doesn't matter what the price might be or how long it might take in terms of like a flight or whatever it may be you're so dedicated to what you're doing and you're dedicated to growing on youtube and talking to people like zach and kate and and Eric and you're willing to, yeah, to, to do whatever it takes to be able to grow, which is fantastic. And um, we'll, we'll move on to the, the final topic of the podcast now, which is all about mental health, which is a big part of One Go 360 and um, everything that I'm trying to, to do with my brand. So I wanted to ask, you know, how important to you is raising awareness about mental health? And what do you think we can all do to help raise awareness? It's definitely so important, definitely so important. And it's definitely 
not talked about enough. It's getting there definitely that more than before, especially with the upbringing of social media, it's been more of a problem. And I'm sure there's so many like traditional parents and stuff that don't even believe that it's real, which is kind of, which really sucks. But as of raising awareness, um, just talking about checking up on your friends, making sure they're okay. Um, your family, having those conversations, those uncomfortable conversations of, hey, are you okay? Are you doing good? I'm just checking up on you and talking about your feelings and being open to um, share your feelings and emotions with other people. Because having them bottled up and having no one to talk to is definitely hard. And I've like been there before. And having at least one person that you can go to and just talk about mental health and everything, it's definitely very important. So if you haven't been able to take that step, I definitely, it's definitely easier said than done. But doing that will do much, much good for you. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And thank you for being so you know open and honest about you know your own personal experiences. I think just creating an environment for people to be and feel that they can be open and honest, I think is the best thing. And just, yeah, like you said, checking up on family and friends and making sure everyone's okay. I mean, it's been a really hard year and a year and a half for the world, you know? Year, like not only social media is like bringing um, negativity to our mental health, but then we had quarantine and COVID and all these bad things happening. Like my fir- my um, past year, um, fall semester 2020 and spring semester 2021. So this past school year, I've literally been in my room on Zoom calls. I haven't had any human interaction. Yeah. And it really brought mental health down. I was like, it was horrible. It was horrible. And not having to, anyone to talk to or see uh, in my college town, because I, I live four hours away from my parents when I'm at school. It's definitely, it definitely took a toll on me. But now that everything's coming back and then I joined Creator Now, even having people to talk to online, it's definitely, definitely good. Yeah, I'm in the same position, same at university. Like my, I've just finished my second year. My whole second year was on Zoom. So again, I was just in my room on Zoom on my laptop, you know, studying. And um, I was really lucky to have a great group of friends around me who I was living with. But yeah, everything was on was put online. Um, and I, I know we live a lot of our lives online anyway, but I think something like, uni and like studying we've always been so used to going to school being around our friends it being a sociable environment and it changed a lot this year and I think we're not alone in in you know obviously having most of our like studies online for the year and I know people around me found it difficult you know at my university and I'm sure across the globe we're all put in that position so yeah the pandemic has definitely thrown challenges and I know I've personally struggled at times throughout the pandemic um because I mean yeah just like quarantine lockdown like in the UK we've had three lockdowns now I, I know it's probably been a bit different in, in the US with obviously different states have had different rules at times but no matter where you've been in the world we've all had this common situation of that we've all been living through this pandemic and definitely would have had an impact on people's mental health so I think more now than ever having conversations like this and just talking about our own personal experiences you know with mental health and uh, hopefully encouraging people listening to be open and honest about their own own mental health and checking up on friends and family and I mean just being you know being a good person like especially online with social media like you said it can be sometimes a place of negativity and people making comments about things but you know they, they grow up and behind like they can hide behind their screen with no username attached no name attached and they don't understand 
the impact that they're having put out on the other side of their mean comments on TikTok, they might think it's like funny or dark humor, but really it's horrible. It's like you're you're messing up people's lives and like mental health. And that's why also like on the other side of that, technology is so cool. Like imagine we were going through this whole pandemic without the ability to do this. Yeah. Like we, we'd be, oh my gosh, I can't even imagine what it'd be like with no no connection for con like you couldn't be able to connect with other people through a screen and yeah that's why i think technology is pretty cool yeah i think there's definitely pros and cons to social media and technology but i think overwhelmingly throughout the pandemic it's been a massive bonus to have the world as connected as we all are through social media and yeah like you said even just doing a podcast over zoom like um you know that's awesome um but yeah just a massive thank you for your time i really appreciate hearing your insight on everything creator now youtube travel and mental health as well just one last thing where can we find you on social media and youtube and how can we listen to your podcast as well um you can search up nothing outside anywhere on tiktok instagram spotify apple Podcasts, any of that and my personal account is just my name michael m-i-c-h-a-e-l balingit b-a-l-i-n-g-i-t or you can just spell balling it. That's that's how I think it's easier. <laughs> well, just a massive thank you for your time. I really, really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I can't wait for people to listen to this episode. It's been awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Recording stuff.